Praise God. Let's give a hand of applause to Jesus. Isn't he worthy? Praise God. What a wonderful atmosphere of praise in this place. The praise and worship was absolutely amazing. Let's give them a hand of applause. Praise God. It is a delight to be back here at Rehoboth um, New Life Center, and uh, I feel at home. This is the family of God. I always honor my husband in his absence. He's uh, currently in church in the Austin, Texas area. He's a pastor, and also he's a police officer. He is bivocational. So I appreciate his support as I travel. Amen. Praise God. And it has been such a joy being here. Sister, our First Lady Brownie has done an amazing job with the prayer breakfast, the seventh annual prayer breakfast. Amen. And uh, she's an amazing leader. And of course, Pastor Brownie is an amazing leader as well. You are so blessed to have great leadership. Give honor to whom honor is due. And I, I appreciate all of you who have accommodated me here, Sister Tanya, who has picked me up this morning. And all of you have been so hospitable and uh, thank you so much. And I welcome any visitors. If you're looking for a church home, this is a great place to be. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. And if you're already part of a church and visiting, uh, you're going to be blessed today being in the midst of the family of God. Amen. With all of that being said, I would like to get straight to the word of God. The Lord has laid several things upon my heart, and I've been trying to grasp it all. And uh, even to the last minute here, but I do feel that God has given me something specifically for this service this morning. So if you would turn your attention with me, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16, Proverbs 24, 16. And I'm just going to read the first part of that verse. That's what I want to focus on. And it reads, for a just man falleth seven times and riseth again. Amen. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth again. Now let's go to Isaiah chapter 43, verse 16. Isaiah 43, 16. And it reads, Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters. Pastor Brown, if you'd be so kind and lift up your voice and pray over the word this morning. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord God. Let your perfect will be done. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord. 
Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I would like to entitle this message this morning, Bounce and Bounce Back. Bounce and Bounce Back. And I have a subtitle, and it is Waymaker. When you bounce and when you bounce back, that means God is making a way for you. He is the Waymaker. Amen. I want you to tell someone, let's bounce. I want you to tell someone else, bounce back. I want you to tell them Jesus is a way maker. My goodness, tell someone else I feel a bounce coming on. <laughs> Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I've heard people say when they are on the move, it's time to go. They will say, bounce. In God's word, he was always on the move. When it went down, he went up. And he bounced out of that situation. Amen. They could not hold him down when they put him in the grave because he rose again and he went up. You know, it started off in life with all of us, more than likely a bouncing baby boy, or a bouncing baby girl. And we've heard the terminology that, oh my, uh, she had a bouncing baby. And so God built that bounce in us when we were just babies. And it's still in there. I don't care what you're going through. God wants you to bounce and to bounce back. Even babies know how to bounce. The Bible says little children, for such is the kingdom of heaven. They have faith. They don't worry about things like we do. Even the birds of the air, because they know that their heavenly father will take care of them. The lilies of the field, how much more will God take care of you? Amen. In the context of new converts, likewise, spiritually, that is a bounce and a and there is a bounce and excitement when someone is converted. Amen. And God wants us to keep that vitality, that faith. Remember when you first got the Holy Ghost, you were on fire for God. You were bouncing from place to place. And God wants that to be renewed, to be restored. He wants you to bounce back because we have something to shout about. The definition of bounce when used as a noun is an act of jumping or an instance of being moved up and down. A rebound of a ball or other object. The power of rebounding. A sudden rise in the level of something. Every time the Lord allows you to experience a fall or you feel that you're in a low place, 
He intends for you to bounce. And when you bounce, you're going to be higher. You're going to bounce higher than where you were initially. Praise God. And for those of you who are here and you feel God is causing you to go forward, he's causing you to bounce forward, I believe God will do that in the spirit today. For those of you who are experiencing trials or even both, praise God, God wants you to bounce back. Are you going to do it today, praise God? Listen to this now. This is profound. A bounce is what converts a fall into a victory. Think about it. A bounce is what converts a fall into a victory. You may say, well, you know, I feel like I'm a prodigal. I'm backslidden. I don't feel the fervency and the fire and of God and the desire to be in the house of God like I uh, have felt before. Or I feel that I'm going in that direction. Or you may say, I feel I'm cold in God. I need a renewing in the Holy Ghost. This is your time to bounce back. Or you may say, I have regressed in my relationship with God, in my prayer life. I need to get back to that place. Or you may say, I have been hurt emotionally, mentally, and I need healing. I need physical healing. My health is failing. I need to bounce back. You may say, I have experienced the death of a loved one, and I have not recovered from it. Praise God. And you may say, I need to bounce back. God is going to help me through this. You may be going through a divorce, a separation, having marital problems and situations. Honey, but God said, I would never leave you or forsake you. He is your husband. He's a friend that sticketh closer to the brother. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he wants you to bounce back. Praise God. You may have been devastated with a traumatic situation. Whatever it is, God is saying, I built it in you. You're going to bounce back and you're going to bounce forward. Tell someone this is your day. Some of you are bouncing back already. Praise God. Even basketball players bounce the ball and move forward in a game to, to score. Even ping pong players, uh, they kept the ball bouncing back and forth until the victory came. They know how to return that bounce. Praise God. And so I want to give you a visual example. My brother right here, if you could come. And, you know, the Lord gave me this message. I had something else, but the Lord said, I want you to tell the folks here today that I will cause them to bounce and to bounce back. So I had to jump on it quick. And my sweet sister brought me a ball. I really, you know, uh, I have, you know, these emoji balls have different expressions and faces on them. And a lot of times you have all those moods, you go through these seasons, but every type of those emoji balls, if you've ever seen those little yellow balls, they bounce back back. I don't care what situation you're in, the bounce is built in that ball. And uh, so I didn't have a ball with me when the Lord 
told me I want you to change the message. And so my sister brought me this. And I think even this is prophetic. She said it has princesses on it. Honey, because you're a part of the royal household. Hallelujah. You're part of the palace and the kingdom. And God's going to treat you like royalty today. Hallelujah, my brother. Here you go. I want you to bounce that ball against that wall. Bounce it up. Now bounce it against the wall. It bounced back. Praise God. And I want you to see a visual. You know what? Some of you have hit the wall. But when you hit the wall, some of you fell like a bowling ball from the weight of the trial. But God said it's not so. God said when you hit a wall, you're going to bounce back. Praise God. He wants to give you victory. Hold on to it, brother, because we've got some more bouncing to do till the folks get it. Hallelujah. God wants us to bounce. I remember years ago, I was part of, uh, and I was in grade school, actually middle school. I was part of, uh, you can have a seat, but hold on to the ball, praise God. Uh, hallelujah. He's excited. He's bouncing, praise God. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. It's in him. <laughs> And in grade school, I wasn't the best player, but I worked with the team. And we were going to play this team. And my goodness, we had heard about these big, burly girls. And uh, I mean, they were huge girls. And they hadn't lost the game. And so our coach told us, just go out there and have fun. Because he knew that we were going to get smoked. We were going to get beat. Okay? And so that's what we did. It's so funny to know how you can have blind faith. You know, we did lose that game. They smoked us. But it's, uh, it's interesting. When you go with the attitude not to worry about it, to cast all of your cares upon him, for he cares for you, God will take care of you. And you just go forward. So we went with that attitude. We're just going to have fun and do our thing. And I remember as we started that game, it's so funny. We went down the court. I threw the ball. Someone scored. We were like, woo. That was an accident. But, uh, you know, and then we went, you know, and the other team shot. They shot, missed. Someone else got the ball. And then we went back and forth, and someone shot from the corner and made it. And I thought, whoa, you know, that's pretty good. And that'll be the only time we'll be in the lead. But... And I remember we were coming down to court back and forth, and then someone threw the ball and every to me, and everyone was blocked. I couldn't get, you know, they were all over them, and I couldn't throw the ball. And I had just stepped over the half-court line, and I thought, I remember my, vo- my coach's voice saying, just have fun. I just took the ball and whoo, and threw it like a football, and it went in. And them girls went. <laughs> but afterwards, of course, they caught up and beat us. But the point I'm trying to make is when you just put everything in the hands of God and allow the Spirit of God in you, that's the bounce that God has given you. When you hit that wall, honey, you bounce back back. You bounce back every time. There's not a time that he is going to throw that ball. If he throws it hard enough, if you have a will, it will bounce back. As long as there's air in it, as long as there's the wind of the Holy Ghost, you get me now, you're going to bounce back. That's why you need to stay 
full of the spirit of God, the wind, the mighty Russian wind to be able to make it and to bounce back. And God has given you the Holy Ghost, that resurrection power, and you are going to make it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants us to understand some things. And I'm going to try to go through this really quickly. But I felt to share this. God answers prayer. It may not always be the answer you like, but he answers prayer. More than likely, your answer will fall in one of these five categories. Now, we know in 1 John 5, 14, 15, it says, and we have this confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask. We know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. So it's so important to always pray the will of God. Not my will, but thy will be done. When you don't know what to do, pray his will. And if it's the will of God, it will come to pass. And if it's not, don't worry about it because God knows what's best for you. And so I'm going to name the categories up front and then I'm going to go real quickly through each of them. The first one, unrevealed. Some things you'll never know. You, you, you may understand things better by and by, maybe when you get to eternity, or God may never reveal why he has done certain things. Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is predicated on what you will do. It's like an if-then scenario. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, etc., etc., then... I will. So it's based on what you do will determine the outcome of what God will do. Okay? Or maybe number four, God will tell you to wait. But God delays are not God denials. You're just waiting. If he's given you a promise, it will come to pass. And then number five, yes. And we love that if it's something we want. Praise God. And so let me go with the unrevealed really quick. I remember my, my, the, her, the church that my husband pastors started as a daughter work of New Life uh, Church in Austin, Texas. At the time, Bishop David Bernard was the pastor, but right now is Rodney Shaw. And, uh, and so we, that's when we were having one service a week, and then we started having full services. Now we're full-time autonomous church they look at us as a sister church now but during the the weekdays I would go uh, we're closer to their church uh, to New Life Church and our own church which is New Life Temple and so during lunch I would go there and pray uh, for my lunch break at the time when I was working and when I wasn't working it was just convenient to go in the sanctuary and pray and it's amazing, a lot of times when I would go, I would literally see uh, Bishop David Bernard in there uh, praying, and that's before he became general superintendent of the UPCI. And that's, I do respect him greatly because he is a man of God. And Sister Bernard 
is a woman of God because he, as busy as he was, he would always, I would see him constantly in the sanctuary seeking God and praying, including Pastor Rodney Shaw. And there were sometimes I was in there praying in the corner or other people, and they were in there walking around praying. And uh, I remember one time I went to pray, but kind of the way the schedule was, and or they may have been traveling, I was praying and just praying in general and just praying for whatever the Lord would lay upon my heart. And then when I was leaving the church, I'd already started my car and I was about to back out. And the Lord spoke to me and asked me, and he doesn't have to do this, but he said, how would you feel if I took two young people from this church? And I knew what he meant, that he would take them, if I would take them home. It just blew me away. I didn't expect that. I already prayed. I was about to leave. But God is concerned about our feelings and emotions at times. I don't know why he did that, why he asked that. I didn't really know a lot of the people in the church there. I knew some. And that's all he said. And I was just shocked. I was like, oh, my goodness. I was just imagining two young people dying. And why would you ask me? Or why? Would you even take them, young people? That's someone's children. That's what came across my mind because I'm human. But we don't see the greater purpose and plan of God in things. And so I remember just saying, oh, my goodness, no, Lord. And, And then, and I felt, I just felt that that was a desire. That's what he wanted to do or that was part of his plan. And then I was like, oh, my goodness. And I started praying in tongues and literally kind of praying against it. And then I said, well, and I felt that I was kind of resisting God. And then all of a sudden I stopped and I said, well, God, is this your will? Is this what you want? And I remember I just remember praying. And then, uh, and then I just said, okay, God, I don't understand it. But not my will, but your will be done. You know, you understand why. And, and I, I just, and I felt not to do, not to do anything about it, you know, just to, it was in the hands of God. God just asked me and I just gave it back to him and I felt a release. Sure enough, the following week, and I found out more about it later because every once in a while I hear Bishop Bernard tell the story that at the same time, God was speaking in the spirit realm because, uh, they, from what I understood on that following Sunday, there was a move of God among the young people and they all were in the altar praying, including uh, two young ladies that really needed to get a hold of God and they prayed through. But before, or I think it was before or after that time, Sister Bernard didn't see him in church and had called them to check on him and so forth. So God was already moving. You know, a lot of times when we lose people, we may not understand why God has taken them. Sometimes he'll let you sense things and feel things, and you wonder why. Well, God, why didn't you tell me the whole thing? I could have prayed and stopped it. No, you could not have. Not if it was his will, his plan. And we have to understand that God sees everything and uh, so but those things happen he could have we were in the spiritual place where we were positioned to hear the voice of God but God still wanted to carry out his plan amen who knows what would have been the future of those young people God knows he sees the end from the beginning 
And lo and behold, that following weekend, they had gone on a trip, apparently it was three of them, and they were in a major car accident. And two, and those two young ladies died. And I think they were either late teens or early 20s. And it happened. I don't understand. It's unrevealed. But the Bible says in 50, uh, Isaiah 55, uh, verses 8 through 9, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways. My ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen. Jesus in his flesh, I'm sure he battled with going to the fro- cross in the garden. Let this cup pass from me. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Say it out. Lord, your will be done. So that's unrevealed. The answer might be no. I remember uh, before I got married, my pastor's wife was Imogene Kilgore. Pastor James Kilgore was my pastor. And she was diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer. Oh, my goodness. We had the faith. We were believing God. God can do anything. And I'll never forget it. I was very much involved with prayer. I even asked Pastor Kilgore, can I do this prayer guide? And we're going to pray. And we already had a core team of people praying almost every night for her healing. The church was praying. And Pastor Kilgore gave me permission to do so. I had it all uh, on my little outline. I had a a, a graphic picture on there. I had the scriptures about healing. And we had been praying for her healing and and everything. And uh, and so I, 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 I was getting it all together. And I remember before we were going to go and meet that night, before I was completing that little one-page prayer guide, I remember when I was about to type in, let's pray for Ima Kilgore for her healing. The word Ima would not type out. Her first name was Ima, I-M-A. It was like the key was locked. It would not type her name. And I said, this is strange. I said, let me type James Kilgore. Let me type the kids. All that would type out, Kilgore. But when it came to her name, it would not type out. That went on for about 15, 20 minutes. And then finally, I felt the presence of God come in like he walked in the room. And he said, how do you know I want a healer? It's like, oh, my goodness. I was just shocked. And then I felt convinced. I said, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I just assumed, and we've been praying. I'm so sorry if I've been going against your will. And I started repenting and crying and praying. And I changed all that stuff up to the will of God, according. Not saying God doesn't want us to pray for healing, but say, according to your will, God, whatever you desire to do. We would suffer less about things and struggles in our mind if we just commend all of this to God. And the Bible said, according to his will, we read that in 1 John. And so, and so, and I went back, I repented, I told the prayer group that night, I said, we've been praying wrong, we just need to pray the will of God. That night, I went home and had a dream that sister, I'm a Kilgore, had passed away, and I literally saw her in the casket, and she was dressed in royal apparel, and there were angels singing in the background, it was so beautiful.
beautiful. It was so peaceful. That dream was so real. I literally felt that I was there. I woke up singing in the bed and swaying as well because it was so real. And I thought, oh my goodness, death is beautiful when you die in the Lord. You know what? This was the will of God. And so God just gave me a greater understanding. Even though the answer is no, you have been a child and your parents have told you no, but they knew what was best for you and it worked out good in the end. God knows what's best for us. Praise God. He'll always give us what's best for us. And sure enough, the Lord took her home. Amen. So that answer was no. We see in First Chronicles 17, 14, where uh, the word of God says, Go and tell David, my servant, thus said the Lord, Thou shalt not build me a house to dwell in, but your son will. Amen. That was a no answer. And you know what? If God would have told me yes to everything, I would have married somebody that would have been backslid today. I would have married somebody. I remember one time I was interested in a, in a young man uh, at, at church. I'd gone to help my sister during the summer at a church, and I wanted to get married so bad. And uh, I met this young man, and my, I thought, this is it. You know, we were friends, and I thought, whoa, is this, that's it. And I'll never forget it. My sister and her best friend sent me down to the church house, and they said, we have to tell you something about Gary. And I was like, what? And they said, he's a player. And I was like, a piano player? I even take a football player. <laughs> but if God would have told me, yeah, I would have been in trouble today, praise God. Hallelujah. But the answer was no. So even God's knows are good. He knows what's best. He sees the future. My goodness, somebody needs to hear this today. Mm. Or it might be conditional, if then. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and will heal their land. Amen. And so if you do one thing, God will do the next. I remember one time I was having financial struggles. I was in college, but the Lord, um, and this was that same summer, I went to visit my sister. There was this ministry couple in their church that were starting off in ministry, and they didn't have much at all. And they were teaching Bible studies, and they wanted a search for truth Bible study chart and a whole manual and everything. And I had mine with me that summer. I had the, it was, in fact, it was brand new because, you know, I was off for the summer in the middle of college and I wanted to do something. And the Lord spoke to me and said, give it to them. If you give it to them, I will bless you. And so, but if I wouldn't have gave it to them, he wouldn't have blessed me. So I gave it to them. Lo and behold, the very next week, my brother came from up north to visit. And then I remember when he was leaving, he said, you know, you young people always need money. He gave me $60 exactly. <laughs> if then. Number four, wait. The answer might be wait. And as I said, God delays are not his denials. But if God gives you a promise, he is not a man that he should lie. It will come to pass. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run 
Amen. Praise God. And they shall not faint. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so uh, I have a friend. She had been praying for her father for 30 years to receive the Holy Ghost, to be baptized in Jesus' name. And all that time, and, and her parents, and her father was a reputable lawyer in Austin, didn't want anything to do with God, background Catholic. But towards the uh, last couple of years, well, here it is, he's turning 90 years old now, and he has cancer, terminal cancer. And God has given you some promises, and you say it's not going to happen. Here it is. It's like, oh, my goodness, you think it's too late. And his time was running out. It got to a point they put him in hospice. But God began to work because right before he went in hospice, God opened a door where he, uh, that he, he accepted to be baptized in Jesus' name. So he was baptized. But he still was struggling against it. And here it is now, I'm, I'm with this the, uh, young lady who's a prayer partner, her name is Julie. We're at a South Texas District Ladies Conference, it's full of ladies in there, and we're in praise and worship, and then she taps me on the side, she says, I'm going to have to leave early, like tonight or tomorrow, because I just got a message, they said, to call the family in, because my dad is dying, he probably doesn't have even a day or two left, and that was on a Friday and uh, lo and behold, I remember uh, as we were just standing there, and, and so I joined hands with her to pray. And I literally felt and saw in a vision a mighty rushing wind coming quick, quick, quick over a mountain. And it just filled everything. And we felt the power of God. And of course, she uh, left, I think it was that Saturday morning, to go and be with the family and go in the hospice, be with her 90-year-old dad. And... Uh, Lo and behold, that same Saturday night, they gathered around the bed of their 90-year-old dad and they prayed. And God filled them with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And if you don't have that gift today, you need it. It's a prerequisite for salvation. The Bible says you must be born of the water and the spirit as you will not see the kingdom of God. God wants you to bounce forward unto salvation. And so it was a miracle. That Saturday night, he got the Holy Ghost, and that Sunday morning, he died. God kept his promise. 30 years, she waited. But God honored his word. And the last one is yes. First, 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 says, for some of the promises of God, all the promises of God in him are yea, yes, in him, amen, unto the glory of God of God. There was one lady in our church who had gotten ill, and they didn't know what was wrong with her. It started with a blood infection. It got to the point that her liver was shutting down. It was on a Wednesday night. I'll never forget it. Church was over with. There were a few ladies still in the altar, Sister Kilgore, myself, and some other intercessors. The mother came in, and she was just crying. She's like, pray for Joanna. Because the doctor says she might not even make it through the night. Her liver is, is shutting down. And, uh, and she has jaundice. Her eyes are all yellow. The infection uh, is in the blood. It's in the bone and, and all of that. And Joanne, I think at the time, was just probably, I think, in her early 20s. And uh, the mother started crying. She says every mother wants to see their daughter get married. Every mother wants to see their daughter move forward. And soon as she said that, 
Sister Kilgore, my goodness, she didn't even bend her knees. She just fell straight on the floor on her face and started interceding. And all of the other ladies followed suit. We all knelt down. We started praying and believing God for healing as according to his will. And that night, God gave me a dream. And in that dream, I dreamed that I walked in a place. It didn't look like a home. Uh, it looked like a, a place of business or some uh, just type of hotel or some type of place. And there was a party for Joanna. I saw her walk in. I literally saw the balloons and everything, it, all of that. And so I thought, oh, my goodness, I wonder if this is a birthday party. That means Joanna is going to live. God wants her to live because this is going to happen in the future. And sure enough, the next day, the mother said she was improving. And all of a sudden, it was just a miracle. She just got better and better. And, 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 uh, and I remember uh, telling the mom I felt the Lord was going to heal Joanna, but I didn't tell her the dream. I didn't tell her the details of any of that. And, uh, and so uh, here it is. Joanna is out the hospital now, and they said it was a miracle, an absolute miracle. And then I'll never forget it. Her mom called me. One day, and she said, you know, Joanna is so grateful. The church and the young people, everybody prayed for her, and, and Jesus healed her. And she says, Mom, we're always asking God for things and requests, and when God does it, do we ever thank him? She said, Mom, I want to have a thank you party for Jesus. I want to have a Holy Ghost party for Jesus. It blew me away. I got an invitation. When I walked in there, they couldn't do it in their home. They rented a hotel room. And when I walked in, it was exactly like I had seen it in the dream. Praise God. And how many times we go through trials and situations and we have a pity party. But God is telling us, I don't want you to have a pity party. It's time to bounce back. You're not going to have a pity party. You're going to have a Holy Ghost party. Because ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. Because a Holy Ghost party don't stop. Praise God. My, I feel somebody's bouncing back there. I see a bounce. Woo! I feel a bounce coming on. I feel a bounce coming on. I feel a bounce coming on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Someone say yes. I believe there's going to be many yeses here today. Praise God. God wants you to put on your A game. Praise God in this place today. He wants you to stay in the game. Praise God. In the tennis game, they, if the ball bounces. In the volleyball game, it bounces. In the basketball game, it bounces. Praise God. Even radio and sound waves bounce so that we can hear. God is hearing your prayers. I hear those prayers bouncing. He is hearing the sound of it. Praise God. We need to bounce. Tell someone, bounce. God wants us to trust in him. I'm talking about the us in the word, trust. I'm talking about the us in the word, Jesus. Praise God. He is with us. We are not alone. Praise God. I don't care what the devil has done. Hallelujah. Tell the devil, today is not your day. And tomorrow is not his day either. Praise God. It's time to get the devil off your back and put him under your feet. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's time to bounce. It's time to bounce. I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm not done, but that's okay because you're bouncing right now. It's my goodness. Get someone and grab them and tell them it's time to bounce out of your trial. It's time to bounce. King David bounced back. Paul bounced back. Joe bounced back. And he had twice as much. God wants you to bounce back. He wants you to bounce back from your sickness. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's God's doing it. Ah, shata. shata. It's time to bounce. It's time to bounce. It's time to bounce. That's it, brother. Get up, brother. I want y'all to come to the front. Pass the ball like in a basketball game. Pass the ball to someone and let them bounce. Pass the ball. Pass the ball. Pass the brownie. Pass the brownie is bouncing. Give it to someone else. It's time for you to bounce. 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 When that ball hits the wall, determine I'm bouncing out, I'm bouncing out, I'm bouncing out. Pass the ball. You're going to win the game. This is a basketball game. And you're bouncing. Ha. Woo. Ha. Shata. Yalama. Shata. It's time to bounce. It's time to bounce. It's time to bounce. Woo. Shandalama. Shata. Woo. Ha. Grab someone out the pew and bring them to the front. It's time for them to bounce. If you have any needs, I want you to come right now. God is moving in this place. The waters are troubled. It's time to bounce. When that ball hit the wall, a miracle. I saw a miracle happen for you when you bounced it. Alamahasha. I see hundreds of people bouncing because you bounce in your ministry. Hundreds, hundreds will bounce. Woo! Shandalabahasha. Bounce it. You're coming out. You're coming out. It's time to bounce. It's time to bounce back. Oh, Shata. Oh, Shata. You're winning the game. You're winning the game. The devil has zero and you are winning. Huh? Oh, Shata. Oh, Shata. Oh, Shata. That's right, Mama. That's right. Your children bouncing out. Your grandchildren bouncing. Oh, Shata. Oh, Shata. Alamahasha. I need the musicians to come. I need the musicians to come. It's time to celebrate. Keep worshiping because you're bouncing. This altar is open. Continue to throw the ball. Continue to throw the ball. You're bouncing. You're bouncing. Play a victory song. Play a rejoicing song. He's a way maker. Pray a song. We're going to shout all night, all day. Praise God. Ha. 
Oh yeah. Oh, she just scored. She just scored. Oh my. We're winning the game. We're winning the game. It's time to bounce. You're a royal priesthood. God wants to bless you. That's why God, that's why God, God uses children and young people. Every bounce has been a miracle. 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 Jesus is a way maker. 